FM, this is episode 411 of Connected, your favorite show that's hosted by three people. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> one of them lives in Italy, and that's me. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Electric Source Graph, memberful and indeed. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm, it's my pleasure to introduce the other of the three co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Hackett <laughs> from America. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Federico. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back here. It's my pleasure to announce the other of the two co-hosts, uh, Mr. Mike Hurley. Oh, no. Hello. My name is Mike Hurley, and welcome back to The Quizzies. I have named oh, it. Oh, my... Wait, what? I've decided Wait. it's called The Quizzies now. The is it happening quiz. now? In oh, yeah, yeah, I got one. Yeah, he, I got one. Yeah, yeah he, he hit the button. I hit the oh button. what God. the button means. Oh I hit the God. button. It's time for the quizzes. I also bought the quizzes.com. Couldn't believe it was available. I have it now. Oh my it's time God. for the quizzes. <laughs> okay, I have a new one for you today. <laughs> oh God. We do something completely different. We're not going back to the passionate ones. Uh, we, I have some more rounds of that later on. But I had something else that I wanted to do with you today. Okay? The two of you okay. are going to compete to guess what is on my home screen. You will be taking it in turns to guess the apps or widgets on my home screen. Just the mm. names of the apps. You don't need to guess the type of widget if you want to guess that there's a widget. Mm -hmm. There are 100 points available for every correct guess of an app or a widget. But there's a little bit of a bonus available. There is a bonus 200 points available if a guess that you make of an app is in my dock if you say so. So, for example, if mm. you said app A... And you want to double down and say, I believe this is in Mike's dock. You can get an extra 200 points if you're correct. But if you get that guess wrong, you lose the 100 points for that app. Wow. Wow. So it's like so a you'll risky be pick. Taking it in turns to guess which apps or widgets are on my home screen. You just need to guess the names of the apps. And you can get an extra 200 points if you guess that an app is in my dock. It was okay. a, a reminder for people. The current scoring is Stephen is at 1,172 points. Federico is at 1,401 points. Based on the new rules, Stephen will get the first guess. So, Stephen, you get a guess of an app on my home screen. Or widget. I'm going to just swing for the fences, and I'm going to say that Todoist is in your dock. So you're going, you're going for all of it. You're going for mm -hmm. Todoist is in the, in dock, the dock. Yep. And Todoist is on my home screen. You'll be correct in both. That gets you 300 points starting out the game. Yes. Federico, wow. your guess is next. Huh. What would you keep in your dock? Give your task manager. Hmm. I'm going to say that Safari is in your dock. So you're guessing both Safari and the dock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You would also be correct at 300 <sighs> points for Federico. Okay. Okay. I was not expecting you to both be going straight for the <laughs> for yeah. the dock answers here, but all yeah. right, so that's half of that that is two apps and half of the dock filled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Stephen, you're up next. I think I'm going to go back to the dock. Uh, I'm I'm liking this. Ooh. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage here because you've seen Mike more recently than I have, so you probably glanced at his home screen. I mm. mean, I'm not a mm. creeper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable. 
<laughs> well, yeah, sure. Okay. Mike's a Mike's a businessman, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that Spark, his email client of choice, is on his dock. Oh, interesting. You think Spark is my email client of choice still? Yeah, You're confident in that. Yep. Yeah, you'd be right on both. That's another 300 points for you, Stephen. Oh boy. There's one dock app left, but of course, a lot of other apps. I'm going to go with Overcast. It's on and your home screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us if we guess something on the home screen that's in the dock, or are you going to leave that fourth dock slot open for other guesses? I'm not going to tell you. Because, okay. for example, we could get to the end of this game. You could both take another guess. You don't have to make these guesses at the same time. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm going to say that one password is on your home screen. You'd be correct. I'm going to say that Fantastical is on your home screen. That is a widget, but that still counts. You're correct. I'm going to say that you have a timery widget on your home screen as well. You just flexing now? No, it just seems like something you would do. You're a big time tracker boy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This, so far, Stephen at 800 points, Federico at 500 points. <laughs> it's Federico's guess. <laughs> I'm going to say that... Wait, let me think. I'm going to say that... Huh. Mu- uh, music is on your home screen. I'm sorry to say, Federico. Music what? is not on my home screen. Wow. Wait, you don't listen to music? I do, but I tend music is an app that I tend to search for. I don't know why. Hmm. But it is no it didn't it didn't make the cut. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fascinating to me. I would have guessed music for sure. Sorry to say. Wow. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with another widget and I'm gonna mm. say that you have a carrot weather widget. You'd be right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That feels like a, a pretty common one for mm-hmm. people who know about care weather. I'm going to say that messages is in your dock. Messages is on my home screen. Messages is not in my dock. Interesting. So this one, so you gain no points for that guess. Better come. Okay. But it's off the board. Wow. That's really so, interesting. Wild. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Apple Notes on the home screen. That is correct. I'm going to go with Craft on your home screen and in your dock. On that, uh, I am only giving you my, something I didn't mention earlier. I'm giving you just my main home screen. Ah, wait, what? Right, that's everything that you're picking here. It's just my one main home screen. I thought it was all, uh, multiple pages. Yeah. Because, like, well, so we're out of slots because, like, Steven has already guessed, like, three widgets. So how is that possible? Are you using stacks? Oh, no, stacks? there's, like, there's one, stacks. two, three, stacks, baby. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's 12 more apps to go. The fact that I didn't clarify that makes me feel bad. So I'm... Yeah, I feel like we should, I feel like we should be able to guess anything on any of your home screens. All right, then, yes. Uh, wait, what did you say, Federico? Craft on the home screen and in the dock. Okay, it's on my home screen, not in my dock, so you still get no points anyway. Okay. But <laughs> we've at least clarified yeah. that. And that was right. That was that was poor quiz mastering from me. So yeah. craft, yes, but also 
No. Okay. I know you're a big Widget Smith fan. And since we're now looking at all of your home screens, I'm going to say that there is at least one Widget Smith widget somewhere on your home screens. You'd be correct. There's probably I'm more gonna than go one. Yeah, oh, there's, there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Discord. Correct. Discord is on my home screen. Federico, you're back in the game now. Going to go with Instagram being on the home screen. Instagram is indeed on the home screen. I'm going to go with Photos being on the home screen. I have both the photos on the home screen. Oh, no, I have. No, I don't have photos on the home screen, sorry. I have a photos widget on the second screen is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I've, I'm... I'm furiously changing my scoring sheet right now because <laughs> I'm now adding in a bunch of stuff that wasn't there before, uh, but can confirm that you have those points, Federico. It's now 1,200 to Steven, 700 to Federico. <laughs> I'm going to say that you have PCALC on your home screen. You're correct. Could I get bonus points if I guess the icon? I'll give you one bonus point. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to think about this now. Uh-huh. I think you're using the six colors one. You're correct. You get, yes. That's your one bonus point. So, Federico, one bonus point is now available to you if you can guess okay. an icon variant in any app you choose. Okay. <laughs> it's so dumb. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to say that you have uh, YouTube on your home screen. I don't. What? Wait, what? Nowhere? I don't. Nowhere. Wow. Nowhere. I only have app icons on my first screen. The other two screens are just widgets, by the way. Hmm. Remember, I'm an app library boy. Oh, yeah. Or Spotlight, I guess. Both, maybe? Yeah, both. So is it is it back to me? It's back to you. I'm going to go with do... D-U-E. Steven, you're crushing this. That's another 100 points. I'm going to go with Narwhal. I'm sorry, Federico. You're doing a really great job of picking the apps that I use a lot. (laughs) (laughs) They're just not on my home screen. It's fascinating. Yeah, that's why I mentioned I was at a disadvantage because I haven't seen your home screen in a while. Well, I mean, we do the home screen roasts. It hasn't changed since then, I don't think. But we're not allowed to look at that. So You're not your, allowed to look at it. Take your hands off the but... mouse, Federico. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Uh, okay. I feel like all the easy ones are gone. Um, I don't agree with you. Oh, have did did Federico guess Slack? Then I guess Slack. You would be correct. Slack is on my home screen. All right. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting destroyed today. I know that I wasn't in good shape, but geez, mm-hmm. I'm doing really bad. I feel like I'm losing all my progress that I've made for across multiple episodes in just one game. Well, this is what I was going to say. You have you would did very very well in all the passionate round. Yeah, you're a man of the people, but I'm a man of the mic. <laughs> well, I guess I don't. I guess I don't really know you anymore. That would be the problem. Maybe. As I said, you you know you know. Here's the thing: Stephen is clearly observing a surface level version of me, right? Mm. Of what's just the apps that are on my home screen. You are like picking the deep apps right? all up in the app library that's useless though you know narwhal it's useless though for this quiz yes i will agree <laughs> <laughs> there's still a lot to play for There's there's a lot left i don't know i mean i'm like what 700 points behind or something uh you're 800 points behind <laughs> yeah see i mean geez um, but there's one two three four five six seven eight 
There's nine to go plus a dock spot. So. Yeah, well. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I forgot whose turn it is, by the way. It's his. Mine. Mine. Um, I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, um, on your home screen, what would you put? Uh, App Store. No App Store, no. <laughs> Spent too much not time with John. Not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts App Store on their home screen? I do. Yeah. Really? I it's guess a, yeah. you it's do a need Mac some stories. stories. It's a Mac Stories you get the, And the App Stories. You know, you just where he gets the stories about the apps. There's a lot left than I thought there would be. There's a lot left. I don't know if there's a lot that you're going to guess, but we'll see. I, I think everybody's got to navigate. You live in a big city, so I'm going to say that you have a Google Maps icon somewhere. You'd be correct. Uh, I'm going to say that you have wallet somewhere. I do not have wallet. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have wallet on the home screen? I would. Do you have wallet on your home screen? Yeah, for, for uh, uh, you know, loyalty cards and stuff. We need to we need to do a home screen roast. Is <laughs> what is what I'm learning. <laughs> do you? Um, I feel like there's something in the widget space that is just like sitting right in front of me. I can't think of. Mm-hmm. We did carrot weather. We did timery. We did photos. We did widget smith. Do you have an Apple Notes widget? No. I'm gonna say that you have um, shortcuts somewhere. Correct. The droughts over Federica. Mm, let's see. Tides are turning now. I mean, I'm still in this. I can probably still swing for a tie if Steven does horribly. You can, I think, still swing for a tie. But it's that I will tell you. But, uh, uh, I got that one bonus point. So ah, uh, I I have one. I have one. <laughs> you still have the ability. You, you, I'm gonna at any point, Federico. You can tell me one of the apps that we've picked. What if you think if you can name. The icon style that I'm using. You oh, get that one point. Okay. You could do that at any point. Mm. Does that take a pick slot? Or could we just throw no. those out there? You can, it didn't for you. Okay. You've already had your one bonus point. You can't get any more. Oh, but I wanted like four more. <laughs> well, you can't have them. I will say at this point, singular points, not so helpful in the quizzes, but Yeah, but it's it's about it's about the passion. Mm-hmm. Whose turn passion is it? points? Yours. Uh, mine? Your okay. Mm-hmm. I should do a better job of keeping. Yeah, of you're that. falling down on the job. Um, That's my learning today. I don't know about this one, but I, I, I do. You have a do you have a widget showing the fitness rings? Wow, I do. Wow, the activity widget. Is it in a stack somewhere? I'm not going to tell you where it is. No, it's not. Really? But, uh, I do. I do mm-hmm. have it. Yeah, it's on my third widget page. Wow. That was a reach. I'll take it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you have clock somewhere. Look at him. Really? Busting in Okay. Here. You don't have music, but you have clock? Because I of need the alarms. alarms every yep. day. They're right you know? there in Control Center. Yeah, no, Control Center. Control Center. I have... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have clock. That's 100 points for you, Federica. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's... Left on the board, if I'm looking at this, there's one you probably won't get. There's one you should be able to get. This is for both of you. And there's another one you should be able to get, one maybe. There's only four left. Okay. Right? And you, But, yep, you've got four left. And the dock one is still open? And the final dock spot, yep. 
Can you say if the dark one is something that we haven't named at all? Stephen, are you happy for me to answer this? Because this is an advantage for both. That's fine. You have... One of you has named it already. I... Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to take a swing at that fourth dock. Slack in your dock? No, it's not. So you lose 100 points. Okay. You are free to guess that as many times as you want, by the way. Sure. I'm going to say that you have uh, Google Docs somewhere. I do not. I see where you guessed that, but I, I use shortcuts. Mm, yeah. Okay. Google Docs. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to go back to the dock again. Okay. I'm torn between two. I'm going to stick with my previous one that you are a businessman. So I'm going to say you have overcast in your dock. I didn't think you were going to go there, but you did nab it. That's it. Okay, I get a bonus point if I say what icon you use. No, I told you you get one of those. Okay. And you used it all already. Are we still playing the game? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's what I'll do. I'm going to give you both two more guesses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We need to move on. Yeah. So, wait. So that would be three for Federico, I think. It would be two more rounds. Okay. Uh, Jeez, I don't know. Um, uh, You have uh, WhatsApp somewhere. No, I very rarely use it. I, I try to use it as infrequently as possible, honestly. Okay. I don't like I don't really like WhatsApp. All right, so we've got two guesses each, right? Mm-hmm. To give you a couple of clues now. Okay. Uh well it's it's one clue. They're both widgets. Okay. The 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 one app uh, sorry, there are two apps remaining, two widgets. One of those apps I really don't think you will get. I seem to remember that you use some sort of widget for Mass transit, but I have no idea what it is. I don't even know any apps in that category, really. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Reader, the RSS client, on your home screen somewhere. No, even though it doesn't make any sense for me to play this game anymore, I'm gonna swing for the fences and say that you have the Transport for London app or widget somewhere. Close, but no. Well, I have another one. So yeah, there's one but more pick. Stern. Um, do you have the Canary app on your home screen? No. Do you have Tube Map? So that's the end. That what you were missing, the two apps, City Mapper. That's the one you wouldn't have gotten. It is a mostly London-focused getting around application. Mm-hmm. Camera. Camera. <laughs> Which is often the two of you used. Uh, you use to make fun of me. Mine's on the dock where it belongs. Oh, weird. Uh, the two widgets you missed. The transit one is called Train Beacon. Train Beacon. You were both right. I do have one, but it wasn't it. The other one, which I was expecting you to get, Lock It. Oh, yeah. It was the app which you both of you demanded I add you as friends to, and I said I wouldn't because you'd stop using it after a week, and then you both stopped using it after a week. So I was it's right. true. Didn't they raise a bunch of money? Yeah. Why? <laughs> What are you doing? Because the app is incredibly popular, so go for it. Okay, at the end of that round, the scoring was Federico at 900 points, Stephen at 1,801. Federico, do you want to take your one bonus point option to pick an an icon variant? Why would I? For the passion. Uh, Sure. I'm going to say that you use the... 
dark mode icon for Overcast. No, I use the orange one. <laughs> See, I mean... <laughs> it's not been please, your day, Federico. Please, put me out of my misery here. <laughs> the, t- the, t- the overall scores now are Federico at 2,301, Steven at 2,973 in the quizzes. Ooh, boy. So Steven has finally taken the lead yes. after over a month of being behind. That is the end of today's round of the quizzes. We'll be back again in the future for more this episode of connected is brought to you by electric turning a small business into an empire takes work you have to keep your ear to the ground for things that will help you take it to the next level but this can be hard when your attention is pulled in different directions because that's the reality of being a boss of being a business owner the team over at electric knows small businesses maybe like yours face these challenges And that's why they've worked hard to solve the problem for you by operating as your IT department. So instead of spending time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never-ending IT questions from your team, you can focus on building your empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. Being able to delegate as a business owner is absolutely huge. It's really hard to know what you should focus on and what you should give to other people. Electric is a great partner when it's time to give over the IT stuff that you've been holding on to. For connected listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That's electric.ai slash connected. Go there now for a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show and Relay FM. Follow up. Uh, Federico, last week when you were gone, uh, we spoke about the iPad keyboard dock, and you chimed in on iMessage saying that you also had one. Yeah, I remember having one of them, and it was a, a very weird accessory. That I mean, I, I think I used it for like a couple of weeks back in the days of the original iPad and then I stopped and it's it's sat in like a in a closet for years and just a few years ago I found it again and I threw it away so that was a very sad story <laughs> it was weird and it forced you to use the iPad in portrait uh, the keyboard was fine if I remember that correctly but just the the general inter- like keyboard integration back in the days of the original iPad with iOS 3.2 or something, um, it was really abysmal. Uh, You could just copy and paste and maybe format text in notes. I don't even remember if Pages, I guess Pages maybe was around, the very first version of Pages. It was. But you didn't have Command Tab, you didn't have any system-wide keyboard shortcuts, you didn't have anything. Yeah, that was a weird product that I used very briefly and then forgot about. But now I feel nostalgic about it just because it's an old thing from, from a bygone era. But not, not, I'm not nostalgic because it was a good product, though. It's a simpler time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It really was. When, when you know, the iPad was a portrait device, right? Like, that's how we all used it. The keyboard was just like a fixed thing and you just drop it in there. And that was the end. Like, you know, the idea of like, I'm going to use this on the go like we think of now. No, none of that complexity. You just set it, get to, get ready to work, you know? There are some keyboards now that allow you to 
uh, typing portraits, and some people really like it, especially like if you're a writer and you can put an iPad Pro in portrait, you can see a ton of text on, 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 on a single screen. So there are some benefits now in, in, in the modern era of iPadOS to, you know, to use an iPad in portrait, but not like I've seen some people do this and I've done it, but not with a keyboard dock accessory that forces you to put the iPad in portrait. Maybe you can put it on a stand, then you can rotate the display, and now you can type in portrait. And there are some advantages to that, but not in a sort of fixed mm -hmm. type of accessory like this. Federico, you remember on, and I know you listened to last week's episode, Stephen was very excited about his $300 webcam, the Opal C1. The, the Opal, yeah. Me and Stephen, uh, two days later, were on a video call, and his camera wouldn't work. Obviously, yeah. And he was unplugging it, replugging it, unplugging it, replugging it, nothing. So he had to just sit there on a Zoom call with just a black box. That was that was Stephen's Beautiful. contribution to that to that call. So that the software, you know, is doing a great job, doing a great job for him, right, Stephen? A simple reboot fixed it. Uh, you had to restart your entire computer to get your webcam to work, is what you're saying? It looks great though when it works. Have you guys seen that Insta three sixty one? The one that moves. Yeah. Yeah. Little arm. I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I refuse. But I thought. So that's about like, it. So that's like, what if Center Stage was a physical product? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think I prefer it that way, to be honest. I I saw Center Stage for the first time in action on a call with Mike. He had it on. I really don't like it as a participant of a meeting, watching someone else's like framing move around. Uh huh. It's very distracting. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just leave it on because honestly, I don't think I know how to turn it off. So <laughs> it's like a flex that you have the studio display. Well, I mean, it's not much of a flex because it's not because I had bad. tried to have a call yesterday and it was doing that flickering thing again. So I had to unplug it and just use my MacBook mm. webcam instead. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's, $1,200 camera doesn't work now, son. I didn't... No, I didn't buy it for the camera. I mean, you also got a 5K display, I guess, for your money. Yeah, that was mainly what I was buying it for. <laughs> Secondarily was, like, the hub focus. Tertiary was the camera. I mean, Stephen, you did buy a hipster camera from an unknown company. That's, that, that's true. Yeah. It but does look cool, though. Well, well. sure... But it's also a webcam. <laughs> I should uh, I should get a bunch of dongles out and hook my old eyesight camera up to this thing. You should. It may look better than Mike's. So it won't move around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that could be a, a positive or a negative, depending on where you're coming from. That's true. The Opal can do that, too. You can turn it on and off in mm -hmm. their little Mac menu bar utility thing. And I feel like in just testing it, it doesn't seem as aggressive as the studio display. Like the studio display, like feels like it moves around a lot. Well, I guess you can you can tune it right with the Opal. You guess yeah. you can you can say how aggressive you want it to be. Good luck getting any settings for an Apple webcam. A couple of weeks ago, on the Pro version of the show, which if you're not familiar with, is an ad-free longer version of the show. You can get get it at getconnectedpro.co. ConnectedPro. What is the URL? GetConnectedPro.co. GetConnectedPro.co. A couple weeks ago, I spoke about a, uh, a purchase that I had made, and the conversation has like spilled out into Discord and Twitter, and I've gotten some people asking, like, what is this about? So 
Um, as a special treat, I'm going to drop in that conversation here if you're listening to the public show with ads in it. And if you're a Connected Pro member, you've already heard it. So we're just going to move forward for you. But uh, I thought people should hear about this because uh, it keeps coming up other places and people seem confused. And so I kind of want to let everybody in on what happened. All right. I want to stop everyone before we start anything, not to stop the show, but just I want to tear this up. I opened the document. Pro topic. It says gummy bears, and I genuinely do not know <laughs> which one of the two of you write this. And I'll tell you why. Because before anyone says anything, before anyone says anything, gummy bears. I don't know. Maybe Stevens related to this somehow. I couldn't tell. But you know, like gummy bears, that seems like an American thing. So maybe Stephen will put it in. But mm-hmm. I am a consumer of the Max Stories extended universe, and I know that there are some episodes of Max Stories unplugged maybe it's yes, that one yes. where just federico asks john about different food things and john has to explain yes. them but me as a non-consumer of sugar um, basically at this point it wasn't me not me with the gummy, gummy bears i mean they're probably uh, not very no, good i don't, I don't eat that them. stuff anyway <laughs> so it, look, no it wasn't me it wasn't me with the gummy bears wasn't me all right so what what's gummy bears about then steven so here's the thing Sometimes you're up late at night, maybe you're buying school supplies and other things on Amazon, and you think, I deserve a little treat. And there's a brand of gummy bears uh, that are gluten-free and you don't have any weird stuff in them that I can't eat. And I've had them before. I've only found them in airports. It's like, I would like to get a a little bag of these, like a little treat. I don't eat much candy or much stuff like this. It was going to be a treat. And I was ordering some other stuff, and I was like, I'm going to order two bags of these. The order goes through. Don't think much about it. Yesterday, I get an Amazon notification that some stuff has been delivered, including the gummy bears. So I go on my front porch, and I immediately know that something is wrong. (laughs) Because the box is huge. (laughs) And extremely heavy for a cardboard box. Yeah. Like, oh, oh well, you know, uh, we had some school supplies. Maybe there's some paper or something in here. So I take it in the kitchen. I get my knife out. I open it up. What I have done. Amazing. I did order two bags of gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I neglected to notice. Mm-hmm. I was on my phone kind of doing other stuff. It was late at night. Is that this is not a normal size bag of gummy bears this is a five pound bag of gummy bears oh boy and there's two of them that is hold on and they're not individual i'll send you a link they're not individually wrapped as if you know you could like make snack snacks out of them it's just a five pound bag of loose gummy bears oh why i don't I don't know. Why? Why would you ship them like this? Why did they make that? It's 2.2 kilos of yeah. of, yeah. of gummy bears. Why did they make it like this? I don't know. My right? hope was, oh, they'll just be in individual bags and like yeah. we'll give them out at Halloween or like And you've you've got candy for the next seven years, you know? This You're is set. like a lifetime supply of gummy bears. I know. You just got. So here's the thing. How do I keep these from going? bad because once you open this bag which i had to to understand the situation inside oh uh, because immediately i was like oh i'm gonna return these they're non-returnable because they're food can't return them to amazon 
These I own ten pounds of gummy bears. Can you make I don't know Jello out of them? Can you melt them? I don't know. That's actually a pretty good idea. Can you do something? So what I've done is one bag is still sealed and in the pantry. Uh The other one I opened, and I ended up pouring. Isn't the right word because gummy bears don't really pour like a liquid. They sort of no, they wouldn't out of the bag. Uh, and I put them into a gallon-sized Ziploc baggie. So five pounds of gummy bears will fill a gallon-sized container. That's Why would you just transfer them from one bag to another Because I bag? can reseal <laughs> the gallon-sized bag. I can't reseal oh, the factory uh, bag. Uh. So on my kitchen counter, I just have a gallon-sized bag of gummy bears staring at me. Let me tell you, my family has not been incredibly kind about this. Uh, I'm sharing a picture with the two of you of me holding these bags because as this was unfolding, Mary was in the kitchen. I said, no, close. As soon as I realized what I'd done, I was like, close your eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. These are so big. These and, bags. Oh, and the live photo is just, it's just screaming. <laughs> and I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I said, put your hands out. And I put one of the bags in her hand as if it was a newborn baby. You know, like I've spoken about this before. I love live photos. This is one of those perfect live photos that tells so much more of the story. Because it is just Mary just, like, losing it. Yeah. This is great, man. Oh, my God. Look, he just wanted some gummy bears, all right? He just wanted, he he thought, wanted a little treat. He I just th- wanted some gummy bears. <laughs> he, you, he maybe thought he was getting 12 gummy bears because there's a number 12 on, on the bag. <laughs> well, I thought the only time I've seen these again are in, like, the airport stores. Yeah. And they're like a... I mean, it's still too many gummy bears for one man to eat. But it's like a normal size package. Right? So you buy, like, a bag of chips or something. Okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Actually, two ideas. Idea number one, you dress up as Santa and you give out candies. Okay. Like at a mall or something. It's a good way to get put in prison. That's a good way to get arrested. <laughs> yes. Or or you make sure they don't go bad at the very least until Halloween and then just give them to kids. Yeah. Go trick or treating. Or maybe I just give it to the first kid who comes by at Halloween. It's like... Here you go. Now it's your problem. Or you just give them one. Or you put them in a bowl and add some hot water and see what happens if you <laughs> melt them. <laughs> just melt them all you and might see as well, what. You might as well just see. Just just Google some experiment that you can do with like five pounds of gummy bears. What like what actually are you gonna do with them? I don't know. Okay. How long do you think they'll last? I don't know. <laughs> Can you melt gummy bears? Hold on. I'm sure you can. I mean, you can melt You anything. can melt gummy bears over the stove in a saucepan. Do they have liquid in them? No, they're just Low like, heat. they're gelatin, you know? like I don't know. Turn them into jello shots or something. Hmm. That's a, that's or awesome there's idea. some guys have melted gummy bears into a mega bear. Mega bear. There's also something you could do. Yeah, make you a can giant. get like a big gummy bear mold. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like Willy Wonka. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Use them somehow for the podcastathon. Yeah. Yeah. I think at least I one think, of the bags. I think the unopened bag will probably show up in the podcastathon. Yeah. You should fill a computer with it. You should do the mega bear, though. You should do the mega bear. And every <laughs> once in a while during the podcastathon, you take a bite out of the mega bear. <laughs> I'll eat the right side. You eat the left side. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. 
You should do. You should do. So, I mean, do something. Get, you know what I mean? Do something. Don't eat them all. Is my recommendation to you. Mm-mm. Do something with them. So yeah. in the this is not what I thought was going to happen. The five pound bag. They say a serving size is nine gummy bears. That's seventy servings of gummy bears within the five pound bag. Those serving sizes are such BS, though. That means there's six hundred and thirty, roughly, individual gummy bears in that bag. It's not my proudest moment. I'm proud of you. There are five different methods to melt gummy bears, apparently, according to foodsguy.com. The, the final one is boiling water. So you can What's one to four, that. man? What's going on over there? Uh, microwave, oven, saucepan, mm. over a double boiler? What's a, what's, what's a double boiler? It's when you put water in something. And oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then just boiling water. So anyways, if anybody wants a snack during the show, let me know. I got you covered. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Sourcegraph. So you've hired a brilliant developer to join your team. That's awesome, but now you have to spend time getting them onboarded. And look, if your company is growing, you're going to need to onboard new developers on a pretty regular basis, but it's a big undertaking each time. You have to get them up to speed with the project their new team is working on. And this can be tricky if the code bases your developers are working in are already large. Thankfully, Sourcegraph makes it easy to move quickly even in those big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is the most useful when it's findable. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you work to make knowledge accessible to those who need it? As a code intelligence platform, Sourcegraph gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph need to rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, which is cumbersome and time-consuming. But with Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's about the big stuff that's worth the extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier, and today they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of five of the top tech companies, plus PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more. That's about.sourcegraph.com. To find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world are using Sourcegraph and to see what Sourcegraph can do for yours, check out the link in the show notes to let them know you heard about them from us. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for their support of the show and Relay FM. We are in what I call big beta time. Uh, we saw beta 5 last week. We saw beta 6 this week. So we are now, I suppose, in that, that weekly, weekly mode now. It's a lot of devices rebooting over here all the time now. How does this feel for you, Federico? How are you enjoying the weekly <laughs> betas? Uh, I'm not doing well. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. Oh, I'm sorry. At least they don't, they don't seem to be changing a lot. No, it's just that I'm behind. Yeah. It's just that. Understood. Understood. I, I honestly don't know if I'll be able to push the iOS reviewing time. Uh, it's just been a lot happening in my life this summer uh, with buying a house and everything. So I don't think connected listeners know this. Congratulations, Federico. Federico Thank bought you. a home. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. First yeah. home, Federico. Thank you. 
thank you, thank you. That's a that's a bigger thing. That will take a lot of your time away from you. Yeah, that's, so that's why you know uh, I've said like uh, that's why I couldn't come to WWDC. That's why you know uh, <laughs> I was so busy and my schedule has been all over the place. I mean, some of us would say WWDC wasn't worth it, so you didn't miss much. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. My experience was it was kind of a waste of time, but some of, some of us would argue that <laughs> some of us got to spend time with the with the M1 uh, or M2 MacBook Air. You know, it's great. I was actually thinking, I'm so pleased you didn't come because you probably would have come with me. Yeah, that would have been a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I would have infected you. I had this thought two days ago where I was like, Oh my god, I am so happy because there would have been nothing worse for me than to. To give it to someone else and then couldn't go, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and look, and that probably yeah. happened to you. Yeah, and that was exactly when, like, we were uh, basically in the middle of a move. You know, packing everything in boxes, and I, I would have feel it would have felt horrible to just leave Sylvia there. For you're a, week. a good, you're a good boyfriend. Thank you, thank I you. Um, so obviously, I'm very happy because of how my life has changed mm-hmm. this summer. Um, but when I think about work, I feel, you know a bit of a, a sense of dread and anxiety <laughs> lately because like, because you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so does Apple. If you believe Mark Gurman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I know that uh-huh. you know, ideally, uh, I know that this happened before that I was behind and that I published the, re- the, I published the review a month late. Now this shouldn't be the case this time because I've already made the decision that I'm, um, that, that, that I'm splitting the review in two parts um, there's going to be iOS and iPadOS. And I know that the, that when I f- do find the time to write the review, I am going pretty quickly. I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm almost done with the biggest chapter, which is the lock screen and widgets one. But I don't know. Will I be ready in three weeks? Because that's really what we're looking at here, right? Yeah. We are realistically, and I don't know if you guys have seen, but just a few minutes ago, Mark Gurman reported mm-hmm. that Apple is planning to hold an event yeah. for the iPhone 14 on, on September 7, uh, with devices going on sale on September 16th, which means that iOS may be launching either on Monday the 12th or the or on Wednesday the 14th of September. Maybe they do it on the 8th. You know, or maybe they like, did what they did two years ago. Yeah, which they're is like, the following they're like, hey, day. do you remember 2020? That was awesome. We want to do that again. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you never know. They, they maybe they, they they dig it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But to answer, that's a very long-winded way to answer your question. How you're doing? Uh, not well, but like, I'm happy because of everything else. A little bit stressed when it comes to this stuff, and I know that I'm not the only one. Like I know that developers are feeling the same kind of thing. Like, you know, this is happening maybe a week earlier than we expected, um, and it's fine. Like it's fine. It'll be fine. The review will be done eventually. Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to stress too much about it. There's really. It's like they always say, you know, like a delayed iOS review is eventually good, but a rushed iOS review is forever bad. That's a, an know? excellent reference that I acknowledge, acknowledge Mike. Uh-huh. They well do done. say that. They, they do, do say, say that. They do say in Japan, I believe they say that. Uh, <laughs> it's an ancient proverb. <laughs> it's an ancient <laughs> Japanese proverb. Uh, yeah. Do you know, I found this out recently that like... It's misquoted, yeah. It's, mis- <laughs> it's actually a misquote. It's like, it yeah. was a quote... In a magazine article. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's like a whole thing. Mm, an I'm ancient magazine. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. Well, it's from like the 90s, so basically. Uh, yeah, it's forever ago. 
Uh-huh. I wasn't even born yet. Uh, well, so weekly betas. Uh, nothing is really... I mean, we're not looking at drastic changes right now. I, I believe the biggest change in this beta cycle uh, in August has been the battery icon. And even there, there's like a whole controversy surrounding that battery icon. So, Are I'm you really into it, by the way? I w- so, I was initially, mm-hmm. and then I noticed one of those things that you cannot unsee... And once I did, I'm not sure I'm into it anymore. Go on, which tell is spoiler. Uh, the, 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 the inside of the battery icon does not, like, even if it says 35, you see the number 35, and that's the percentage, but the inside of the battery is full of juice, even if it says 35. It only changes if you're below 20, which is silly. That's a silly design. No, we spoke about this. Because the, the issue would be, as I was, I was saying about the thing, like, nah. it'd be too hard to read if you had it going no, down the No, th- there's ways that no, you can... No, I don't think so. I think this is perfect. I love it. No. I no, it's it. silly that you show like it. 30% and it's the full battery glyph. No. I have 34 batteries is what it means. No, no. There... My battery is full 30 times over. There's got to be a better way to show that. Come on, <laughs> there has to be. I mean, they have designed well the way to do it is things before. You just don't have the numbers, <laughs> and then you get but, what you want back. But I you do know? have a meta question for okay. both of you. Is it about Facebook? What do you make? No, no. <sighs> You've seen that thing, right? The Mark Zuckerberg Horizon World thing. Yes, that was excellent. Oh my god! <laughs> it's basically Earth. Animal Crossing, what? but what is that? You. you know, what is he <laughs> doing? So no, but I do have a question, and and I think I know the answer from Mike, but I still want to hear it on the podcast. What do you make of all the people who, when the battery icon and the percentage was added back in the beta, suddenly became? sort of live coaches on Twitter saying, well, like Casey. You, trust me, <laughs> you don't need to see the numbers. It'll make you feel better. Trust me. It removes a huge source of stress from your life. And I've seen so many of these tweets, yes, like Casey, whom we love, but sometimes as, you know, interesting tweets and opinions. Um, but there's other people like him, many of them, and I just, I just found it funny that suddenly everybody is a life coach when it comes to battery percentages. Here's what I'll say, right? We all have our little things that stress us out, <laughs> right? And that's unique for everyone. I yeah. feel like if one of the biggest stresses you have in your life <laughs> is the battery icon, I would like your life. There he is. That's how I feel. <laughs> but hey, look, we all have our things, right? You know, like I'm sure I have a bunch of things and people are like, if... For example, I could be like, oh, I'm worried that my quiz isn't going to be good enough, right? Mm, yeah. And then I'm sure that there are a bunch of people that are like, if that's your biggest worry today, I wish I, I had your life. life. So, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all personal, but yes, I do find it silly. <laughs> Just turn it off if you don't like it. It's a very easy fix to the stress, right? Like, but let me tell you, you don't like, need to worry about it. We don't need think pieces. When you wake up in the morning and you see a number, what does number mean? What does it mean? You know? What, mm-hmm. what's, a, what's a number? How can you associate a number with energy if you think about it i mean i will say <laughs> if you are so concerned because the battery isn't accurately displaying the fill level i think there are bigger things to worry about too you know if i'm going i'm hitting everyone now 
I can't be stopped now. You've set me off. Yeah, now I'm yeah, just like left and right. You know, everyone's yeah, taking yeah. taking bullets yeah. now. Stephen, what's your opinion that I can smash down? I have it turned off because I think it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, so, so the beta, uh, yeah, there's the battery. Nothing much is really changing at this point. Uh, yeah. It seems like they have settled on the eight, I believe, fonts for the lock screen, for the clock. By the way, here's the thing. I just wrote about this in the review, and I just I wanted to ask you both. What do you think of the fact that when you change the colors of the fonts on the lock screen... And this is potentially one of the things that now will make you notice this and you're going to hate me. Um, mm. Why is it that it changes the clock, changes the widgets above and below the clock, changes the message for face ID, like your face is too far away, but it doesn't change the status bar and it doesn't change the glyphs for the flashlight and the camera. Oh, that's weird. Why is that? Huh. Why do they remain white? I mean, luckily for me, I just have the system one, like, you know, like where it tries to detect. And just with my image, it just shows why I haven't changed the colors. Mm. But now I don't want to because it would bug me. <laughs> and if you do, you will notice that, oh, I just found this incredible purple color that goes really well with my lock screen. But, oh, no, mm. the status bar and those buttons at the bottom are still white. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that I would like to mention uh, while we're on the topic of betas, uh, shortcuts. So I tweeted about this yesterday. Um, just another example of uh, uh, what I assume to be a SwiftUI related issue in shortcuts. Now, there's there's another thing on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have been... Angst there's right a, now. There's a lot of SwiftUI angst, and, and whenever there's angst about something, there's the other camp of like, oh, no, actually, SwiftUI... I don't want to get into that. Is that, what is I want, that angst on all sides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes to pick a fight, and I don't care. What, what I do care about is the quality of the software itself. Now, could be SwiftUI, could not be SwiftUI, doesn't matter. The problem is that by beta 6 shortcuts on the iPhone. So let's discard for a second the iPad because that's coming later. So let's give <laughs> the iPad version the benefit of the doubt. But the iPhone version in beta 6, so this thing is shipping in, a, in three weeks. It's probably being flashed on, on the iPhone 14 units in China right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, this app is still so buggy at the moment. Shortcuts and when I say, on the iPhone? Yes. Okay. To the point of like, you try to, like, you tap on an empty field because you want to put in a variable and you choose the variable and then the variable disappears. Huh. Like, imagine if in Xcode you typed something and then you clicked somewhere else and what you just typed disappeared. Like, that's the equivalent of what's happening in shortcuts. That you choose a variable, you tap somewhere else and that thing that you just entered disappears or like the drag and drop is still so janky it used to be better before and now it's worse than it ever was in ios 15 mm. uh like you try and drag actions around and they kind of flash on screen in the wrong position and then they reposition themselves in the right spot it's so weird um and i don't know i i i, I was kind of hoping that last year was the pinnacle 
of my, you know, hey, let's complain about the bad state of polish and, and you know, general stability in shortcuts. But I'm getting concerned that I will have to do this again in September uh, because this thing is not getting any better, honestly. I don't know. Am I becoming that guy complaining <laughs> about? I don't know. I don't okay, want well, to, but like, you know. You are an, you're an A guy. I'm a guy. Right? Complaining. You're, you're complaining. <laughs> I don't, you know, it depends on the definition of like that guy, you know? Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be that guy with the blog, like, oh, Apple used to do better interfaces. Here's what I'll say if something's like, I don't do that. broken, like if something doesn't work, right? Like they've, they've fundamentally broken something, I can more easily take the complaint. When someone's like, this isn't Mac like or whatever that stuff it doesn't sit as well with me cuz i'm just kind of like things change you know what i like yeah yeah that, look i'm totally i got, i'm always in favor of apple doing weird apple things yeah um you know me i just want them to destroy everything and rebuild everything make it weird i'm fine with that but just general like like basic interactions of the thing you're making like those should work i would like to turn this conversation over to Stephen michael hackett Mm. For a statement at this time, the settings app is bad. <laughs> That's just what I was wondering if you were going to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I agree with Federico. Like, things should change and evolve. And the old system preferences was bad. It was like locked in this tiny box and it was like little rabbit holes you had to go down to change stuff. But the new Bunch one weird is icons. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, straight up unusable in places and very confusing in places. And. Uh, I don't see how they're going to have settings in good enough shape to ship in October, but we'll see. Boys, you should see TVS, TVOS. Woof. Oh, wow. Super Woo. stable, right? Oh, my. No, you don't even want to know what they're doing over there. Oh, really? They can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> because there's nothing to talk about. It's just not TV like anymore. It's oh, the no? real problem. It's not TV like. Yeah. Uh, it's man. not TV like. I re remember back in the day, those were the good old days when, when apps were the future of TV. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was good when you could just, you know, I used to do this all the time. I would just uh, sit, on the, sit on the couch, just a shop on my TV, man. Like, where's my Twitter app gone, you know? You know, those, those were the days mm -hmm. of, of, of TV-like interactions. I know. I do want to talk about the German thing real quick. Federica, you touched on it. Uh, he had an article just as we went live that he expects the iPhone and Apple Watch event to be September 7th with hardware launching on Friday the 16th. Uh, this is a quote from his article in Bloomberg. The company intends to stream the event online rather than holding an in-person ga in gathering, continuing an approach it adopted at the start of the pandemic. We should say Apple, mm -hmm. by the way, is forcing people back to the office starting in September. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's also going on it's with like them. and two days before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, his reporting doesn't seem to rule out something like WBDC, where like it's a video, it's not an in-person thing, but there could still be media there for hands-on. I don't know, but it seems like he's leaning towards this is going to be how it's been in in previous years, and no one's flying to California in September. This episode of Connected is made possible by Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web. Generate sustainable, recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream with Memberful. 
You've heard us talk about the Relay FM membership program. That is built on Memberful. We've been using them for years and years, and it makes it easy to generate extra revenue streams for our hosts here on Relay FM and deliver bonus content to our members. There are features that include a members-only podcast. You can set up uh, posts that go out as emails but end up on the web. People can sign in and read them, and it integrates with basically anything. We've got it tied into our website, but you can use Memberful with a bunch of different content management systems out there. And it's given us the ability to be uh, more uh, stable as a business through the pandemic as opposed to where we were before, which was just relying on advertising. Memberful's helped us reach that goal. Maybe you're already producing content and relying on advertising. Again, it makes... Memberful makes it easy to diversify your income with everything you need to run a membership program. Things like custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay, free trials, private podcasts, and tons more. And Memberful leaves you in full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, your brand, and your membership. I mentioned those paid email newsletters. Uh, It's all built into Memberful, so you're not dealing with a third-party email provider and again, you can publish those to a memberful hosted members only website, which is really cool. It's a great way for people to catch up on your back catalog. There's no additional fee for that when you're signed up for memberful's pro or premium plans, and you're actually saving money compared to the other popular hosted newsletter platforms that are out there. If you're a content creator, memberful can help you monetize your passion. Get started for free at memberful.com connected. There's no credit card required. Once again, that's memberful.com slash connected. Go there now to check it out. It could be the start of something really exciting. Our thanks to Memberful for their support of the show and Relay FM. So, Stephen, you wrote a, I'm going to say abnormal review uh, of the MacBook Air because it was quite beautiful, I think, and wasn't all speedsy and feedsy. You weren't talking about thermal throttling or... Uh, how much pro work can be done. And I think you're going to buy one. I mean, technically, already did. For you, I mean. It was just slated for my wife. <laughs> has it been passed along now to its intended recipient? It, it has not. I haven't made a final final decision yet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how this this came out. The, the hook for the review, uh, and you, you should go read it. I'd appreciate it if you would, uh, of the song lyric and like this idea of like, your head says one thing, your heart says something out, something else. Uh, that came to me a couple of weeks ago because I've been using the MacBook Air, the M2. I don't remember when it showed up, but it's been my notebook for quite a while. And just because we've been at the end of the summer and like school starting, I've actually found myself working on a laptop a lot more than I normally do. So I've had a lot of time with it. And this idea of like the 14-inch MacBook Pro really is the perfect notebook for me. I love the size, I love having the HDMI port and the SD card slot, the battery life and the performance. It is fantastic. The 14-inch MacBook Pro, Quinn Nelson says on Twitter that, you know, looking back in five or 10 years, the 14-inch MacBook Pro will be one of those like perfect laptops. But there's something about the air that speaks to me on a more sort of emotional level of this thing is... It's like very Mac-like in a way that I can't quite put my finger on. And there's just something about the design and the weight and the thinness that is really striking. Now, and I say this in the review, like one of the problems with the 2015, 2016, like that era, 
Apple made the MacBook Pro to MacBook Air-like. I have in the review a, a, a screenshot from their presentation in the fall of 2016, and they're boasting that the 13-inch MacBook Pro is thinner and smaller and weighs the same as the 13-inch MacBook Air, you know, the old pre-Retina Air. And I remember watching that keynote, and at that that was one of the moments of like, I don't, I don't think I like that. Like, Apple's gone back to the MacBook Pro being a Pro machine, and it kind of lets the Air be the most MacBook Air it could be, and the MacBook Pro be the most MacBook Pro it can be. And something about that is really exciting to me. And I've never really been a MacBook Air user. I had one for a little bit of a stretch years ago, but I've mostly been on a series of MacBook Pros over the years. And something about this one. And it's kind of intangible and fuzzy, and I think that comes across in the review. Uh, something about it is just like it's a really special machine somehow, and and one that I've really enjoyed using. I adore it. I think it's fantastic. I don't know why just that we're calling the 14-inch MacBook Pro a perfect computer. This also feels pretty perfect to me for, for doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and I think you're days away from ordering one of your own. My wife doesn't really care. She wasn't really looking for an upgrade. It was really just uh, we spoke about this a while back. Oh, so the plan is you're just gonna no 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 so, absorb. So there's an Intel MacBook Air that my kids are using for like school and homework and stuff. That it has the butterfly keyboard that apparently is like starting to fail, and the battery life's not very good. And like anytime I walk by it and a kid is doing anything on it, I can hear the fans like screaming. Like that machine mm-hmm. needs to be semi-retired. And actually need an Intel Mac for a couple of like weird retro computing things I've been playing with in my off time. And some of the tools I need don't don't run Apple Silicon. You do retro computers. I'm I I've you know, I've got them all here. It's like I, I should try to dabble in do more things on them. So oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I've like gone down this road Jason has of like getting a... oh, you're mocking me. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm mocking you. Yeah. I'm trying to use them more. And an Intel Mac makes some of that easier. So my thought was, okay, Mary's M1 MacBook Air will get become the homework machine. And she'll get the M2 Air. Her computer lives in like a 12, 12 South thing behind an LG display. She never uses it as a laptop. I could change it and she may never know. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't really care. Uh, for me, it was like getting that Intel MacBook Air sort of out of heavy use and uh, being all Apple Silicon in the house. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do. If I decide that I want to use the MacBook Air, I, what I will what I will probably do is actually set my 14 inch up for her. I was gonna say, yeah, and then then I still have it around, like leave a user on it for me because there are times where having an HDMI port and like all the Thunderbolt ports is useful for me, but those times are way more infrequent than they were before the pandemic. And I can still do all that with dongles and adapters. It's just, it's just nice not to. So I don't know. I'm, I'm giving myself another... I think that's a good plan. Uh, I'm giving myself some more time to decide. Mary can really crunch through all the spreadsheets and stuff, you know, uh-huh. of the, yeah. of the M1 Pro or whatever it is you got inside of that. Yeah, M1 Pro. Uh, on that, I'm very happy with my current laptop arrangement. Okay, with tell, the, tell us. With the, Mac, with the MacBook Pro uses my kind of like recording editing machine. I've got it in the 12 South thing. I've kind of sorted that out now. It sits kind of behind where I have my lamp and stuff on my desk. Still not happy about how big this LG monitor is, but this is just kind of where I am right now. I was editing an episode of Cortex, which is pretty intensive 
for me in logic because there's a lot of stuff going on. That MacBook Pro was just ripping through it. Like I have the M1 Max. I don't remember why I did that, but I do have that. Yeah, uh, it's very very powerful and everything mm-hmm. moves very very quickly and I'm very very happy with it. So it's working great for me. And, and that's what I have on my Mac Studio. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we were still in the time that we were in in like 17, 18, and 19, where we Relay was doing a lot of live shows, we were doing pen attic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing more stuff, just like non Relay stuff, like you know around town. I would hold on to the 14 inch, no question, but. I'm not doing any of that stuff anymore. And I don't know when we're going to be back on the road in a big way. Not this year. I mean, this year's practically over in terms of like trying to plan a live event. And so, you know, I can get away with something that is, is more limited in terms of IO and, and speed and power. And that's not to say that the, the M2 MacBook Air is slow. It is not. I mean, I've edited on it. It's fantastic. It's, it's sort of a weird thing. I, I didn't, I really didn't get this into the review because I didn't know quite how to how to get to it, and so I wanted to talk about it with y'all. There's, there's, I think there's a funny thing going on with the M2 in particular. I think there's a couple aspects to it. One, it is a incremental update over the the M1, which we all like. If you're surprised by that, you haven't been paying attention. Like that's how these things work. You get a really big jump when you change platform. So when they went from PowerPC to Intel, the MacBook Pro was four times faster than the PowerBook, right? But the next MacBook Pro wasn't. It was 10 to 15 to 20% faster because that's how that's how things work. The M2 is better than the M1 in basically every measurable way. But some people I feel have shown some like disappointment in that fact. So I think that's one angle. There's another angle, and this is the one that I think is even harder to put my finger on. I think there are some out there who have reviewed them, uh, some people who have gotten them, who like dismiss the MacBook Air because it's not a pro or because it doesn't meet their very specific, you know, niche needs. Like, yeah, if you're doing a bunch of 8K video, you probably do need the most laptop money you can buy. But... I feel like it's this machine's kind of been it hasn't enjoyed the limelight that it should because it's like the entry level in a weird way. Uh, that's not even quite what it is, but there's something there that feels a bit weird in how this machine is talked about. I kind of went into it thinking, yeah, this machine will be great. It can do everything I need to do. The MacBook Pro will be faster. You know, kind of write the air off as like the entry level consumer device, but Apple Silicon is so good the consumer device meets the needs of like 98% of people. And there's, there's just some weird disconnect there. Do you, do y'all feel that? Does that make any sense at all? It does. Mm -hmm. And I have three theories. Mm, Perfect. Federico, do do you have any that you'd want to share before I give my three theories? Well, I don't have three theories. (laughs) Do you have any theories? Well, no, no, I don't think I do. The price is a problem. If this machine was 999, I think, Reviews would focus on yeah. it being val- like value more, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of uh, level-headed publications are like, "This is a really good computer, but it's expensive, so maybe you'd be better off with the M1 MacBook Air." And that like is a big ding on it, right? You even mentioned it in yours, right? So like that's problem number one. 
Problem number two, I think, is the bigger thing you're seeing, which uh, I, th I think we spoke about this on Upgrade, but like Warp Mossberg was talking about it. Reviewers' viewpoints and like the work they have to put through a machine. And I think the M1 was so powerful that it allowed a lot of, and the M1 Pro, it, was, it allowed a lot of people that are YouTubers to like do their significant editing work on it, right? And so, like, they kind of gotten used to this power meant I could do this, but it turns out maybe the MacBook Air just isn't that great for that. But we, they've gotten into this mindset of, like, well, I can't do my work on it, so I don't know if I can recommend it. And that is something that all reviewers fall to. Like, I just said it about, like, what I do about the podcast stuff. But for me and for you guys too, I think, like, we can speak a little bit more generally about it because the majority of work that we do is not very taxing on these computers where and like our peaks of work that we're doing is less than somebody who's doing as you say like four streams of 8k video right so like people that come from that perspective they are they've gotten used to like apple laptop means perfect like power 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 and haven't like reframed for what this machine should be because the last few have been, you know, like what Jason said, a Mac Pro in your backpack, right? Like that idea, I think, had just become prevalent. And so people were like, new chip means it's going to be super powerful. Like we're going to jump up again. So like there was just maybe a re like an incorrect framing when they were going in. The other part, which I think we're seeing a lot of is the M1 machines created a bunch of really interesting content because they were so powerful, right? So like the first M1 MacBooks or whatever, because you were like, wow, this is so incredible. Look at these benchmark speeds. Like, this is amazing. The M2 machines just don't have that. So I think people are creating different content, like thermal throttling, which is just like not a thing that people should be concerned about on a MacBook Air. Like, realistically, like you should not be concerned about this. It's like, what do you think you're doing on this computer that where when it thermal throttles, like that's a problem. Like, you just wait a little bit longer. Like, it's not an issue, right? It's not like the machine can't handle regular tasks and the fans are going bananas, right? Like, th this just isn't a thing. But I think it's become a thing because there needs to be something else for people to make their YouTube videos about. So, they're my three theories about, like, the weird kind of response in some corners of tech internet about the MacBook Air. Those are some very good theories, yeah. Hmm. They are good. And then some people just quote Death Cab lyrics and like, you know, they do beautiful reviews. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Yeah, the context of the machine is important. I mean, the the value of it is definitely diminished because of the price. And, and really, the yeah. base price isn't the price that most people should pay because you probably should upgrade at least the storage. Especially with the SSD thing, right? The, that And that... that I think without that, things could have been a little bit different. But then it's like, for the price thing, gets even worse. That yeah, So yeah, it's messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we will... We'll this will settle out, right? Once we it get will. used to what these machines are again. I think we just had like a couple of rounds of computers that were just like blowing the doors off of everything. Mm -hmm. Where I think people that are using it, like me and you and Jason as well, right? Where it's like, oh... This is actually the best small laptop Apple's ever made, maybe. Yeah. Because it's like very capable, looks great, and is just feels impossibly thin 
like and light is really kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And in a way that doesn't really jeopardize it. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, they're startling at the edges, but like most people, including us, I think podcasts are never going to hit it. So it's fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Federico, I was watching an MKBHD video a couple of days ago and I thought of you. He had a product called the Storm 2 battery bank from a company called Shaw Geek. Yeah, I bought one. You bought one? Okay. I, I bought Feder- this, this screamed to me as a Federico Vitici product, but let's see. But I'm I'm actually not surprised that you bought Wait, it's doing. see-through? Yeah. And it's got oh, a little yeah. screen on it that gives you a bunch of details about what you're charging. Oh my. <laughs> See, I was right. All right. What's the size of this battery? Is it better than the one I have? I don't know. They're big, uh, though. They're big, big batteries. Sex. Uh, uh, it tops out at 100 watts. Yeah. I mean, it's a big... It's nice, though. Mm-hmm. I really shouldn't buy another chunky battery. Silvia's mm-hmm. going to kill me. And they have a little one, because I think the big one needs like an AC, like a barrel charger. Yeah, I got the little one. But the little one, I think you can charge by USB-C. I don't know if you can charge the big one at all by that. Maybe it's like if you want to charge it faster. Uh, but it's kind of cool. It's got a little screen on it and stuff. As MKBHD pointed out, which I think was really a good point of like, can you imagine trying to take this thing in a bag on an airplane? <laughs> it looks like a bomb. It looks like a bomb, right? It like just straight up, it looks like a bomb. Yeah, it looks dangerous. Even though it's like, the, and he, he pointed it out, which is very funny, printed on it, it says airline safe, which is true because of the battery size, but yeah, you are not, TSA are not going to be happy with you if you take this thing. No, and they're not going to be happy with a plastic box that shows see-through batteries all stacked together. I have no idea that these batteries look like this. All these batteries look like this inside. I it's didn't all, know that. I it's did all, not know that. It's all smaller batteries stacked together with mm-hmm. some, Yo dog. with some, you know, <laughs> or you like logic batteries? board, with some logic <laughs> board that handles the power delivery. That's all they do. It's been like this forever because there's really, if you think about it, there's really no innovation happening in the lithium-ion space when it comes to batteries. It's all about density and making them chunkier. That's yeah. where the quote-unquote innovation is. Now they've figured out displays. Now everybody's doing these tiny displays on top of batteries. Um, I, really, I really want to purchase this, but I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. In keeping with the theme of being a good boyfriend uh, that you mentioned a few minutes ago. Because I'm, I should say I'm very happy with the hyper battery that was delivered to me as part of a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, a couple of months ago, mm. that's a big Is that chunky, the 245 watt It's one. The, two, the, the 245 watt battery that has a tiny OLED display on it. Um, it mm. saved us this summer with, with the move and everything. You know, we forgot, yep. we always forgetting to charge things. And it's incredible that you can charge a computer like a MacBook but Pro with that. Is it see-through? It's not see-through. Well, I'll give you you that. see what I mean? You it's know. not see-through and <laughs> and unrelated but i want to spend a positive just a positive sentence <laughs> in favor of the magsafe <laughs> battery we, remember that thing the apple magsafe battery pack i've got one in my backpack we used it at the beach this week and it was very nice it it did what it was supposed to do 
which is very slowly charge an iPhone that you forgot to charge overnight while at the beach without having to carry a big chunky battery with you. Everything else about it sucks. <laughs> Thank you for spending but, that positive sentence. It got it got less positive at the end. Yeah. <laughs> in the look, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, in the right conditions, it's a very it's a very uh, in the right circumstances, it does what it's supposed to do. Outside of the right circumstances, you shouldn't buy one. But this week we just ha- we just stumbled upon the right conditions for it. And it was nice. This episode of Connected is made possible by Indeed. We're driven by what ifs. What if hiring didn't have to be so hard? What if finding someone great could be as easy as asking them to apply? What if your dream hiring platform already exists? You need Indeed. It is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data U.S., And assessments are really great because Indeed helps star applicants shine with over 135 assessment tests, everything from cooking to coding. Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join more than the 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com connected. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com connected. That's I-N-D-E-E-D dot com connected. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. Roast me, baby. You've kind of had the same, you know, haircut and beard for a long time. Maybe it's time to change that up. Oh, jeez. Actually, I did change my haircut. So that's what you don't even know. You need uh, you need a weird fish tattoo. Uh, that's just, whatever. Like, don't bug me. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Roasting our early app store purchases. Wow, okay. We're going to look at our first 10 downloads from the App Store. Thank you to Wes for the idea. Um, I'm going to make an adjustment to mine, potentially. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, Stephen, why don't you go first? Uh, so this is uh, starting with the the bottom of the list. This is my first mm-hmm. download from the App Store. Mm-hmm. iTunes Remote. You're listening to music. On the couch, your IMAX way over there. You want to skip the next song? How do you do it? You just whip your, your brand new phone out. You're literally an iPod collector. Yeah. I wasn't then, though. Oh, you weren't? Not really. Like you, Not in like 2007. you haven't always been this way? <laughs> like I thought you were, you were born, born old way. and yeah. a collector. Yeah. So iTunes, iTunes remote. Do we want to mm. round robin this? 
No. Or go just I just keep no, going. No, just just go all the way through. Reap the band-aid off. All right. Yeah. Up next, an app that was really useless with no backgrounding, no push notifications. But aim. <laughs> Instant message. I forgot that it obviously didn't have either of those things. What was your away message? Uh probably like a death care for cutie lyric. On my iPhone, winky face, you know. <laughs> Call me. Call me. Roast me, baby. <laughs> no, I I, I, I I think you were the type of guy who have a death cap for cutie lyric. So when there. I oh yeah. I mean I used one two days ago. I remember on my Mac in college, I used Adium for instant messaging. Yeah. And Adium yeah. had this feature where it would and AIM probably had this too, but where you could set your status based on what was playing in iTunes. And then you would forget and be listening to something embarrassing and someone would call you on it. Federico, did you use MSM Messenger? So I was literally about to ask you this. <laughs> yeah, this was the Europe one. Okay, so I think AIM was popular in America because of AOL. Uh, we had MSN Messenger. Uh, and yes, absolutely. I was so sad when 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 it was discontinued. Um, actually, I don't know why or how, but a couple of years ago, took it upon myself as a sort of mission to figure out if I could find the original animated emoticons from MSN. That was before emoji. Oh yeah, and they good. had that style to them, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I couldn't find them anywhere. Now, I'm sure that somebody has probably recreated them now. But yeah, MSN. The hug. The winky face was creepy on MSN. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was big and I was the guy who would leave the cryptic messages on MSN mm. to sort of uh, make other people understand. Like, a, like it was basically subtweeting people before Twitter, the away message. There was an art to the away message. Definitely. That only few people could master. I think I had a lot of panic at the disco lyrics, but oh, it's good, it and it's it's totally a a, a gone like it's gone like MSN or AIM they're both gone away messages like in yeah, general oh. there was a there was an article a while like a couple of months ago yeah and Wired I think Wired they they should bring back the away message and I sort of agree with that because like well, I mean it's I guess a fun Slack idea has it right yeah, kind of but Slack is boring I mean it's all about work that's true. Slack is you know? boring. Yeah. I agree with that. Does it's Discord have them? Kind of. Kind of. But we just need straight up away messages again. Someone do it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, another banger article by Lauren Good. Yeah. Such a good, such a good writer. My word. All right. Up next was an app that a lot of young people were really excited about. A lot of hype leading up to this launch. It was the Yellow Pages. <laughs> you could, you could look up phone numbers. Who are you, who are you looking up? It had Safari. I don't what know. What did you need the yellow pages for? Look, out of these 10, this is the one that I really don't understand why I downloaded it. Is it is weird, man. It is weird. Maybe just because I could. Maybe just because it was there, you know? I mean, you guys remember how it was in the early days. You download anything. Oh, I've got a lot of that. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> are the yellow pages in America like it works in Italy? The like businesses and shops have are on the yellow pages, and then you get the white pages for regular people. Exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's the same. I don't know why that's one of the things we share, but we of are. all things. <laughs> yeah. And also, why? Why? I don't. Know. Well, I don't know. Why yellow? 
but I remember my parents had them, you know, they had both the white and the yellow pages and you'd get yeah. out whichever you need and, you know, look something up and find a plumber or whatever. It was great. Yeah, and it took, and it took forever for those things to stop coming at our doorstep. Yep. Oh, I saw one recently. No way. Yeah, yeah. There was a stack in our apartment building and I'm like, what are you doing? You could <laughs> hurt somebody if you rolled up like the white pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of those <laughs> things, like a, just a strong person thing, right? Can you rip the yellow pages? Yeah. Ah, yeah. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. Yeah. You should see how many I've ripped. Well, None. Stephen couldn't rip anything because he, he had the yellow pages app. That's right. On his iPhone. So. Right. <laughs> 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 Okay, what's next? They should have made that, like in the in the idea of like apps at the time, right? Which mm-hmm. I have a couple of examples of these that like you could swipe to rip. Yeah, like the beer app, like you you tip it back yeah. and it's like a beer. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. lightsaber app. Oh man! Oh, that was fun. That I think is in my top twenty, probably. If we had kept going, I, we would have hit that eventually. <laughs> Up next is Google, because you need an app to search the web. I guess. Well, if it was available, you know. It was available. And I think, I mean, I don't, this is a long time ago, but I I have a memory that the interface for like Google search on mobile web was still really simple and the app was definitely like nicer to use and to look at. Oh my God, the Yellow Pages app still says that. Of course it does. Up next, uh, I've got Facebook, which was probably on everyone's early phones the first facebook app was really bad it remember it was like a grid and you like click an icon and yeah, take it was you horrible that part of the app it, it was oh horrible God, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. but you need to remember in 2008 facebook was cool yeah it was it was cool was there a news feed i don't know if the news feed existed in 2008 it didn't exist i think you could just go to a friend's wall and leave a message yeah Broken right on their wall walls <laughs> Jeez. man better times yeah. The next app is called Light. It just turned your screen white so you could use your phone as a flashlight. Ah, because there was no flash. There was no flash. And you were just doing what? Like walking around in the dark? Yeah. With your iPhone? Yeah, you never know. You're taking the garbage out, you know, you don't want to step on a raccoon. I was with uh, someone the other day, let's call them an extended family member, who has like an iPhone eight probably and straight up still using some like third-party flashlight app and i just no. couldn't bring myself to do anything about it it's like oh if it's in control center i uh, can't have that conversation federico is a good boyfriend and you're a bad family member maybe mm-hmm. now uh, did you notice how he said let's just call them an extended family member like the shade yeah, in, in, yeah. i didn't want to be too specific you know opsec yeah sure sure it's sure. no one i live with let's Say it that way. I wouldn't expect that anybody that was in your house, you would say they were an extended family member. You would expect that your children are not extended (laughs) family members. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's like, look at this cool flashlight app I found. No! Get out of here, extended family member. (laughs) Uh, Net Newswire is next. There was a Google Reader app and there was a Google Reader like mobile website but net newswire was there and apparently i downloaded it early on this doesn't surprise me that you have net newswire i was it i was into rss like way back i mean even before the iphone you were before the iphone yeah i used google reader and there was a mac app called vienna that i would use Ooh, that's a deep cut do you guys remember now do you either of you know what i'm about to say i don't know right we're talking about rss before the iphone 
No. No. Fever. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. The self-hosted I, RSS I, thing. I did I it for had, a while. From Sean Inman. I had an... I, I tried I f- many times to do it, and it would not shock you both to know I couldn't get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fever instance running on my personal Mac Mini server for years, and I also had the Mint analytics um, for Mac stories for years. Well, I'm so sorry, Mike. Yep, same. I tried to get that to work. Couldn't get that to work either. <laughs> You know, I just can't do that. Like, there, I know my limitations. All of this kind of stuff is one of them. I ran Mint on five twelve pixels for a long time. Uh, up next, OmniFocus for iPhone. No, you were a, you, you had already wow. had that nerd energy. That's right. Even and in the early money, I bet days. that was expensive. That probably was expensive. That's, that was like thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, you you've always been big money hackers. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> You know, spending money left or right on the App Store back in the day. Except in 2008, I probably had to skip lunch for a week to pay for OmniFocus, but that's fine. Hey, but I have this, I have this cool task manager. I got this cool now. task manager with a purple <laughs> icon. <laughs> it's like one task, buy lunch. I've tried basically every, every weather app, but uh, it started with Weatherbug, which is a uh, still very popular uh, weather app that is... Um, it's fine. I mean, most of these big weather apps like AccuWeather and these others, they're all basically the same. They're all pretty busy. They got ads in them. They, yep. Some of them, I don't know about Weatherbug in particular, but some of them uh, sell your <laughs> location data and stuff. But yeah, Weatherbug. And last but not least is Mobile Photos. 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 With an F. I believe it's Photos. Photo. <laughs> A Flickr browser and uploader. Wow. Because Flickr was huge in 2008. This app has literally everything. The worst name ever, and it's for Flickr. And it's a browser and uploader. Yeah. It's incredible. Mobile photos. That is peak 2009. Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me look this up, actually. Does it even Mobile... exist anymore? I don't think it does. Let's I see. probably can't get it Mobile anymore, photos. Right? Photos. Uh, actually... It's on the App Store. Does Flickr still exist? Oh, no, it says not available. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I found the website. I'm going to put the website in Discord so everybody can enjoy this. Mobilephotosapp.com. Yeah, it is wow. amazing. This, this is... <laughs> oh, app, yes. App by Carl von Randolph. I love it. I, the, the flags, the shiny flag buttons... This is fantastic. Yeah, those are ripped straight out of iChat. <laughs> yeah. That picker UI, the, the wheel for picking the sorting options. Ooh. I've said this before. Uh, th- this I-, I really still miss like the black glossy look that iOS used to have. I could not miss anything less. <laughs> <laughs> this, is I, so, this is so ugly. Everything about this is so ugly. I don't understand how you can miss it. It doesn't make sense to me. This is like, uh, this is like people, people who say these things. People who say these things. People who believe these things are like... Like Stephen. Like people who walk in the ruins of a medieval town and be like, oh man, do I miss when we didn't have be when we didn't have bathrooms or when we didn't have, you know, water that we could drink. Man, those were <laughs> simpler times. I mean, sure, they were. They were simpler times. I'll tell you guys right now, 
if you open this mobile photos website on your Mac and just like I just wanted to, I don't know why I did this, but just just shrink this window like you like down to its like as if you were trying to get it to go to an no, iPhone. No, no, I just, I just saw terrible it. things happen to this no, website. No, <laughs> the phone like the there's like an outline of the phone with screenshots inside. For some reason, the phone starts moving and the screenshots stay in the same place yeah. it's like no, it bad. gets real bad it gets can, real bad responsive we roast, web design didn't exist back then can we roast to mobile photos instead of steven i think we just did <laughs> i think we just did let's find i found their twitter account uh mobile photos version 3 just released including ios 7 iphone 5 support in june of 2014 wow a year late on ios 7 like I have no doubt this was great back in the day. We're not oh, making yeah. fun of the, the like this is just a sign of the times, you know? Like yeah. this is just what it is. All right, so my my ten all right, so this is my first ten I don't think are very indicative of much and there's quite a bit of overlap. I wanna run through them real quick. And then I I would love if you would ordain me the ability to read the second ten that I have. Because I think that it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Right, so here's the t- first ten: iTunes Remote, Facebook, AIM, Net Newswire. We've already spoke about all of these. I don't even know why I downloaded AIM, honestly. Uh, Shazam, nice, because that was cool back then, right? That was. I cool. have an app, right? Because like Shazam, you used to call Shazam on the phone. Do any of you remember this? What? Wait, what? What? Yes, Shazam existed before the app. Wait, what? And I don't think I'm making this up. Wait, are you are you hallucinating? You used to call them, and then they would text you the the name of the song. Wait, what? Someone go to Wikipedia, confirm that no. I'm correct. Are you sure about this? Like yeah. you used to call somebody on the phone, like, "Hey, listen to this." Uh huh. It's like, what is it? And then they just text you back. Here you go. Here you go. Initially in 2002, the service was launched only in the UK and was known as 2580. The number was a short code that customers dialed from the mobile phone to get the music recognized. The phone would automatically hang up after 30 seconds. The result was then sent to the user in the form of a text message containing the song title and artist name. See? Wow. That is incredible. This is why you guys don't know it because... It's UK only. Right. Oh, this is Shazam launched in the US on AT&T in 2004 offering joint with music phone i don't know what that is but yeah wow. you used to call them I, and they text you i kind of want to do it now i don't know if it still works it sounds doesn't. very it sounds fancy I mean, anyway i think the most interesting in my top 10 uh is at number six which is evernote nice mm, that's probably yeah. my 20 if we went i'm pretty 10 disappointed for me. it wasn't in your top 10 steven it's to in my top 10 so i got you there buddy yeah solitaire by mobility wear Let's see. Solitaire. Solitaire game. Uh, it was still available or updated as of two <laughs> years ago, and it touts that it's uh, the best Solitaire on the store, as it says, with no ads. They love that they have no ads. Rotary Dialer. This is an app that says cannot connect to the App Store. I don't know what this did, honestly. Like I can take some guesses, but I don't think it would have been able to make a phone call. Because it doesn't really seem like something that the App Store of 2008 would allow you to do. I have an app called To Do by Erica Sedun, which is just oh nice the most basic to do app, right? Like that was what it did. It was just simple to do stuff. Uh, some breaking news: Remember the Milk app number 14. Oh, that's pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> then I have an app called Gerbo Match. I don't know what this is, man. 
Right now it says Gerbo Match Child Development Edition. I don't know what this is. I assume it's <laughs> like a matching ger- game. Gerbo? Gerbo, J R B O. What's a Gerbo? Oh, here we go. I found a video. Okay. On YouTube. I'll put it in the Discord. It is a, yeah, it's a matching app, like a matching game. Here's the next ones, all right? Okay. British Airways. Now, this made sense because the day after I got my iPhone 3G with the App Store, I went to Paris. Big money early. I just remember this is happening. Like, no, that was not a big money trip. That was my first trip as like a quote-unquote adult. That was the exact opposite of big money, (laughs) let me tell you that. Uh, Light, like Steven. Then I have Super Monkey Ball. Nice. Okay. This is why I wanted to mention this. This was like the game, right? Because they put the accelerometer in the 3G. They did it on stage. I remember Scott Forstall played it. It was like a whole thing. Uh, Then Platinum Solitaire. Big Solitaire boy. Then I have an app called Band. (laughs) Band? Band. Now, I don't remember if this was like... Do you remember that jailbreak application? Installer? No, there was a jail. There was an app when the phone was in jailbreak, and then it became a an app later on, and it was like a rhythm game. B a n d, not b a n n e d, is is the name of it. But do you remember there was a there was a rhythm game on the iPhone, and it became a big deal. I don't think this was it, but I'm wondering if it was like this, or maybe this app banned just let you. Oh. Tap from tap, uh, yeah, tap, tap, yeah. Right, tap, yeah, tap, revenge. Okay. So I'm, I'm wondering if this app was like that ah, was or if there. it was just like, here's some symbols, hit some symbols. Okay. Could be either. Then Comic Touch. Comic Touch? By Plask, who made Comic Life. Ah. Do you remember Comic Life? It came on every Mac and it let you make comic strips. Like you could take your images and you could put like speech bubbles on them and stuff. So I'm going to show you both the website because it's, again, just like another beautiful time capsule. The Comic Touch website. I'll put that in the show notes too. This is just like so like of its time. Beautiful. And I love it. I love it. I just think it just looks so good. Uh, at least they're using an iPhone 5. Yeah. I mean, they kept working on it for a while. Uh, guess what's next? Weatherbug. Ah, there we go. Then I have alarm free. Mm, we don't want to pay for your alarms. So you've always been a problem. It okay. is a self-defense slash emergency alarm ap- application with a rapid movement and free fall detector. Now, <laughs> I that wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not what? wake me up in the morning. It's hit this if you're being attacked. Yeah. So I expect back in the day, this was one of those applications that was like. Press this button and an alarm sound will happen, right? And then over ah, time okay. became something more. And it made you because feel my safer. next one is an app called Carling Tap, which was actually iBeer, but then it got bought by, I believe, got bought by a beer company called Carling. And this was the one where you would tip the phone and it would look like you were drinking a beer. Then the last one, do either of you remember the game Dublob? D A Blob? Yeah, I do. That's it was wasn't that also on the Wii? Oh, that went everywhere, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Wii game. Uh Yeah, so there you go. That is my I just thought that some of mine were more like indicative of its time a little bit than my original set. Very nice. Okay. Now, just as a note, Federico, yours is at a different time, right? Not 2008. Uh mine is from 
or is it? No, I think it's I think it's actually from 2008. Okay. Because I uh, yeah, because I managed to get an uh, an imported iPhone. Yeah, yeah. You just didn't have the original one, but obviously you had the second. Maybe yeah, it cool. wasn't July 2008, but it was like right. a few months later, maybe toward the beginning of 2009. That's when I really got into the whole like Apple scene. Anyway, first app I ever downloaded, which I guess is really there's some beautiful poetry to this because it's still a problem that I struggle with every day. My first ever app was Read It Later, which is now which now shows up as Pocket because it was rebranded oh, as man. Pocket. But Read It Later was the first app I ever downloaded, and I'm still unhappy with my Read Later solutions on the iPhone. So I'm trying to remember Read It Later. It was it had the yellow icon. Like the logo was like a like an arrow pointing right. And it originally it was a Firefox extension. Yes. And later the developer Nate uh, made it an iPhone app. And then a few years later, uh, it became Pocket. And then it got acquired by Mozilla. As they and do. now Pocket is part of Firefox. Uh, but yeah, read it later. It was my first ever app. Uh, then of course we have Facebook. Yep. Um, because it was cool. <laughs> and we have PayPal. Okay, you're making those deals, baby. <laughs> well, I was working at the eBay shop, right? I was working at... That would make sense. Where's eBay in this list? Did they have an app early on? Maybe they didn't. I believe they... Maybe they didn't. But I had PayPal because, you know, I got to check those transactions, right. man. So that's what I needed to do. Then I had Classics. Now, Classics, I believe, was one of the first uh, EPUB readers mm. on on the App Store. And that was, uh, you know, with uh, the, the, the skeuomorphic design with the, with the shelves. And then later it was kind of oh Sherlocked by Apple with, with, um, with iBooks. Yeah. And I, and I want to say, so Classics was part of the whole like delicious li- uh, generation of apps. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, with the, yeah. Shelves. I, I, I want to say that five years ago, maybe four or five years ago, the developer of Classics came back with something else. But I, was it maybe a music app or something? I don't know. Some, some real-time follow-up. Uh, I apparently downloaded eBay in August of 2008. It's the earliest app in this list that I can actually hit open on that's still on my device today. So I could download eBay. I guess I just I just cared about the money. I just cared about PayPal. I didn't want. Yeah, yeah. You were just in business for the money. <laughs> I sure was, <laughs> <laughs> and still am. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, anyway, next is One Password Pro. This has the old icon with the key. With the key. With the key. The old icon with the key. Why did they get rid of the key? Why are they just a lock now? Where'd the key go? Did they lose the key? Because if they lost the key, I don't know if I can trust them. Well, now the key is your face, right? Or huh. your fingerprint. It's true. Huh, so now okay. you are the key. I'm you the are key the key now. now. And okay. yeah. It's true. I'm the key holder. And next is sketches. Now, I don't know why. I guess it was one of those like, hey, let me show you. I can draw on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible drawer and I never sketch stuff. So I don't know why I have sketches in here. I mean, why did I have the Comic Touch app? You know, it's right, just like right. it's things you get because you're like, oh, look what this phone can do now, you know. Evernote is on the list. I mean, 
you know, pour one out for Evernote. You know, great application at the time. I don't know what they're doing now. Around me. Now, around me, I think it's still well around. I think it's made in Italy. It's, but I'm not sure what purpose it serves now. It, I, I think it's like a Google Maps companion app that shows you like points of interest and businesses nearby. I remember around me. It was cool, but I think now between Apple Maps and Google Maps and just, you know, looking up a store on Instagram, for example. I don't know if you got... I do this all the time. Like when I want to go to a restaurant, for example, I look them up on Instagram before I search for them huh. on Google. Yeah. Interesting. Well because, you can, well, because you can see the pictures. And even better, like an IFAC, yeah. don't look at the feed right. of the restaurant itself. But look at the tagged photos. Look at the photos the restaurant is being tagged in so you can see the actual meals and the actual photos. What do people think? Then I have Google, obviously, mm, Shazam. And the, I guess in this top 10, the only weird thing would be Wild West Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only, the only game I have in my top 10 is Wild West uh. Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember Wild West Pinball, but not really. Uh, Wild West Pinball. So, I, I don't know. Yeehaw? Yeehaw, I, I, baby. I, I don't know. Um, and if you allow me, because uh, I think there's also some interesting things later in, the, in, the, in their purchase history. Uh, things... Obviously, by culture Big code. money for TG. I mean, yeah, that was the only focus is expensive. Yeah. Woo, $700. Let me sink my tasks over Bonjour Wireless. <laughs> yeah, used to do that. It's basically the uh, I Am Rich app of uh, mm -hmm. task yeah. managers. All that eBay money going into task managers. Darkness. I don't remember this. It was called Darkness, Sun and Moon. Hmm. Uh, actually, it looks like these purchases uh, were made in between the spring and summer of 2009, so a few months later than I remembered. But Darkness, I don't know, it showed you the sunset and sunrise times, maybe? Very cool icon, very cool purple icon. Why did, did, couldn't Weatherbug do that? Why didn't you have Weatherbug like us? I don't know, but I don't have a weather app in here. Hmm. I've always had a love-aid relationship with weather apps. For example... Weather forecasts for this week at the beach have been incredibly wrong. I feel like I cannot trust weather forecasts anymore. You need to get a weather station like Jason. I think I really do. I think you maybe you need it. I think I really do. Uh, then we have Fire Task Legacy Edition. Um. <laughs> fire Fire Task. GTD Task Manager for iPhone, iPad, and Mac. FireTask.com. I mean, it's, it's modern. It's modern. So I this is yeah. still exists. Yeah. It looks pretty nice. Maybe uh, I should try switching I, to it. <laughs> I don't remember using this, but it's in there. FireTask. Then, hold on. Docs to go standard. Oh, <laughs> Docs to go, baby. Docs to go. Now we're talking. Hold on. Oh. Docs to go. <laughs> I have some personal mm -hmm. news. Apparently, I have downloaded Fire Tasks at some point in the past. Wow. Got the little download button next to it. All right. I need to, I need to search for it, too, now. Mike, you're going to like the next one. Do you remember this game? Knights on Rush. Yeah. 
come on, Knights on Rush. Hold on, I need Knights on Rush. Google it. You, you will see the icon. You'll oh, yeah, icon. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Knights yeah, on yeah. Rush. Um, then just uh, last three, Echophone for Twitter. Whoa. Why is Echophone my first ever Twitter client? <laughs> it was really and popular. Not and not something like, twi twi what was the name? Twitter later? No, Twitter Twitter later. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Twitter later and Twitter later new. Mm -hmm. How do you do you remember Twi by the way the whole trend to name things new but like no, N E U E? How no, do you pronounce no, yeah. that? New. Uh, how do you say that? I've never oh. downloaded FireTask. Maybe mm. FireTask Pro twelve ninety nine. Woo boy. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about, or did you just search your purchase or something? Uh, I was on their website and then clicked it and then it took me to the app store and I was mm. I was there. Lastly, I had IM Plus Pro. Mm. So I and the last I have man, I just searched the word like just like searched like Twit like to see what Twitter app came up like mm -hmm. in my purchase history. There's a lot of stuff in here, man. I downloaded Echophone for Twitter on November eighteenth, two thousand eight. Two days later I downloaded Tweety. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't stick. <laughs> My favorite is an app that I don't think exists anymore. Like I, I held on to this for too long. Icebird. Do you remember Icebird? You Google. You can Google the Icebird review on Mac Stories. I still. Yes. It was so cool. What about Ice Birdhouse? Bird remember or Birdfeed? Bird that was a nice Twitter Bird find too. Yeah, Birdfeed Bird was cool. Uh, yeah, Iceberg was cool. Iceberg. I downloaded IMT Pain at some point. Twitter later was great. Yeah, anyway. What was the name of that one you just said? The Twitter app? Twitter later? No, no, Bird the one feed. Stevenson. Bird, Bird feed. Bird feed. Brizzly buys Bird feed. Goes free as Brizzly for iPhone. That's what came up. Uh, yeah, that's right. And it went away. The last one I have that I want to share with you is GPS. Track your trips. Exclamation point. <laughs> GPS. I've been GPS. Oh, it's got a D in it. It's got an E-D. G-P-S-E-D. But just G-P-S is uppercase and E-D are lowercase. G-P-S. Oh I just found like MG Siegel's review of Birdfeed on TechCrunch. Oh, yeah. I remember this app. Oh, my God. This was a good app. That's probably where I found it and why I downloaded it. Birdfeed. Finally, an iPhone Twitter client to match Tweety's speed and simplicity. Yep. It was great. It had the little uh, indicator of the text. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. the characters. So good. Twitter apps, man. They used to be a design panacea, or whatever it was called. Playground. What was the phrase? <laughs> Playground. Design playground. playground. That's it. I mixed two together. I mixed Just two because together, it's baby. a word you don't like, it doesn't mean you got to use it everywhere. Well, you know. Twitter clients are a design playground. Yeah. They still are. Mm -hmm. Are they? <laughs> yeah, because the Twitter app it looks like it was designed by children. I've gone back to using the Twitter app, by the way. Oh, why? Because I'm not using Twitter very much at the moment. Like, and this is like, this is not a uh, choice that I made. I just realized I stopped using it as much. And so now if I'm going to check anything, I just check, check the official app because I get everything I need and then just leave. I'll, I'll leave you guys with something that we'll discuss in the future. For the past uh, two weeks or so, I haven't been using the Twitter app and I haven't been using the website. But don't look it up. Don't cheat. Oh, I know what you're doing. I'm using something 
I'm using a client. Can we that guess? That you guys don't know. Oh, that we don't on? know? What do you mean mm, I, don't? I don't? How do you know I don't know? Yeah, well, isn't try. it the aviator, aviation? Aviary. Uh-uh. Aviary? Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, can I just look it up now then? No. But you said I'm not going to know. So what's... So what, no, what? we'll talk about it next time. Leave the surprise. Leave, leave all the... Right, leave, all right, all right. You know, leave the doubt in people. A cliffhanger. Okay. Okay. End with a cliffhanger. Well, to find out more, come back next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, if you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, uh, those links are in the show notes in your podcast app. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 411. There you can sign what up. What is this? I've looked, and that's my that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what What's he doing? Interesting. Okay. Tweeted from Windows Phone. You can get Connected Pro on our website. That's a longer ad-free version of the show uh, each and every week. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. If you want to find us online, uh, we're easy to find. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. You can find Mike online as I-M-Y-K-E. He hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I host Mac Power Users here on the network as well. Relay FM times eight tomorrow. It does. Happy birthday, Relay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I thank our sponsors for sponsoring this episode of Connected. They are Electric, Sourcegraph, Memberful, and Indeed. Until next time, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.